The deal is this. <laughs> tell you, when I was a kid that read Dropper Anton Wilson or his wheel. <laughs> tell you, when I was a kid that read Dropper Anton Wilson or his wheel. Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering every single... No, not really. We're covering issues <laughs> of X-Men comic books, because yeah. we're not crazy people. Uh, yeah, we're going to kick off our for-real coverage of the new X-Men series by Grant Morrison. We're starting with uh, new X-Men issue 114. This is the first arc, first issue of the first arc, E is for Extinction. So uh, our last episode, we kind of set up the general series and like who the writer is and the the <clears throat> artist is the premise of the series a little bit uh if you want to hear a little bit more of the generalities go back to that issue that co- that episode jesus christ mm-hmm. uh <laughs> forgot how to talk in between two fucking minutes <laughs> yeah well he did full disclosure jerry went and grabbed a, a charger for his ipad so that would take that'd wear anybody out yeah dude i'm, I'm talking know? out of breath <laughs> <laughs> all of these weeks and weeks at the gym have done nothing <laughs> yeah um yeah so we're going to start with e is for extinction uh and Mm -hmm. this is going to be the introduction and we're kind of just going to go through this page by page panel by panel and talk about what happens yeah and then kind of wrap it up um i love this opening panel for just kind of the beginning of the series i mentioned a little bit last episode but it's so dense with information right like um so we're starting out with wolverine and cyclops uh they're fighting a sentinel um they're in sydney you can look at the background you can see the sydney opera house um, we have, uh, the Sentinel has grabbed a, a mutant with a fucked up face that is hard to see. Um, Cyclops is blasting him in the head calmly, super stiff posture while Wolverine is just going ham on his spine. Um, and just, you know, again, just the dialogue, like Wolverine, you can probably stop doing that now. I, uh, um, I love this because like Cyclops seems like he's bored and that's like yeah, yeah. bored Scott Summers that's in the middle of this kind of thing. And we're going to see a little bit more of that in this issue of his like lunatic calm under pressure as Wolverine calls it is just so fascinating to me of just, he has done it all. He's been through it all. And he's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Let's crash a plane to fucking Ecuador. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I love it. Um, and then we, you know, we smash cut it 30,000 years earlier. Um, and uh, we've got a scene where a character we're going to later find out is Cassandra Nova. Um, who is dressed in a pith helmet, like dressed up for a fun little safari, sure. has taken uh, this chubby guy back to watch the, the Neanderthals uh, kill the, the Cro-Magnons. Yes. Here. And she's basically going through the speech of like, this is how it really happened. Like, I know the history books want to erase this, but like the, there was a species that got, that was made to be extinct by the succeeding species. And like, mm-hmm. that's probably going to start happening again, unless we exterminate a bunch of mutants. So like out of the gate, it sets like this this huge set of like here's a villain whose core aim is to kill all the mutants ever and like that's just like big fucking stakes for page two yeah <laughs> page yeah. two and three we, i guess it's a split page like at first it's a little bit uh subtle of that but we know something is up because she's talking to mr trask mm-hmm. you know so that name you know that's an x-men mythology name obviously bolivar trask the creator of the sentinels um so that's gonna they're gonna pay off later and the art here is extremely good 
Um, this is some good quietly stuff with these, uh, you know, these cavemen essentially. Um, and it's just brutal. You know, it, it is nauseating. As you mentioned last time, somebody pukes basically in the first couple of pages. You know, he is, uh, he is sickened by this. Um, we get our title page after this. Uh, we're introduced to our cast. Uh, we talked about that last episode. Everyone looking extremely cool. Yes. Um, Scott Summers, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Hank McCoy, and Logan Wolverine. And we, we go into uh, the school, and it's a typical setup with, you know, Xavier's about to get into Cerebro, except it's not actually Cerebro. It's Cerebra? Because it because mm-hmm. it's got a headband, right? Like that's the that's the yeah. <laughs> it's got the uh, turtleneck yeah, chain, got, right? Like that's its three. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's it's got a uh, it's got a, a, a hair ribbon. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, it's playing hacky sack in the quad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, this is actually yeah. all very funny considering like danger, like like the danger room literally becomes a villain of the X Men like way way later, not in this series, but like way in a different series. So yeah, anyway, it's, it's one of the, like someday we'll do astonishing X Men. For this, you know, assuming that the you know that this format change works, mm-hmm. and I, I love that run too. I think that it has some of the worst visual designs. Oh, dude! Like Ord, yeah, and then Danger so both bad. look like such horseshit, and like, like it's, it's just like really bad. Not to get way off, but like the composition, like we talked about, how great quietly is at that, and like Astonishing has some of the best, and also some of the worst for some reason. Yeah. Like it's real weird. Anyway, and and it's John Cassidy who I love, love like, fucking planetary, planetary stuff. Dude. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, uh, super not great in here. Um, this is the first appearance of Cat Beast. Like this, you know, it's kind of portrayed as this happens off panel, the Cat Beast ending. Um, that is that is part of Grant Morrison's thing. Um, and this is our first uh, version of him uh, as a cat, uh, which I dig. Um, I like Cat Beast more than I like regular Beast. Um, yes. And he is basically just talking about, you know, creating this new version of uh, Cerebra that is more powerful. I like, uh, we get some of that classic Grant Morrison I'm going to invent some words for shit like mind phones and replace two headphones. Mm-hmm. Like I just like, it's so dumb and it's so great. Like, I love that shit. Like you do, you get a lot of that in doom in his run of doom patrol as well. It's just like the fake science comic stuff is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're basically testing out this new version of, uh, of Cerebro. Eugene Gray is here as well. And we kind of see their friendship, right? Like one of the things again, that I really love about Grant Morrison's writing is these people have known each other forever. Like mm-hmm. these are founding X-Men. Like, of course, they're buddies. Like, they would have banter. You know, they would have, like, a repartee. A repartee. Like, sometimes people write them, like, they, you know, they declare their powers or they declare their, their motivations, but not like they're friends. Like, these characters, like, his version of these characters try to make each other laugh. And and also, you know? like, casually use powers to help each other out. Like, in the next on the next page, Jean's like, hey, do you want a soda? And he's like, yeah, diet. And, like, she uses her telekinesis to, like, bring over a couple of drinks and hand it off. Like, like you would, you hand your buddy a, a beer, right? Like, he just, mm-hmm. she just beered him, bro. And yeah, it's, beer, beer and beast. <laughs> yeah. Cerebro, beer me cerebra? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> cere- cerebeer. Um, cere- cerebro. Um, and they're, you know, again, them just kind of having this banter, like, uh, they're all reacting to beast, uh, you know, turning into, uh, you know, this character turning into this, this cat form, you ask for a diet soda and she's like diet, you know, you weigh 600 pounds. He's like, well, yeah, but I don't want to get fat. You know, it, it is just them kind <laughs> of goofing a, on each it's other. It's a good line. Like I can hear the blob yeah. saying that at some point of like, you weigh, yeah. you weigh two tons. It's like, yeah, but it's all fucking muscle, man. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, Yeah. Um, and really, you know, really great. Like there's all kinds of little details about what it would be like to change, uh, into this form. Like there's a great part where he's, you know, they're 
talking about the mystery of like why he turned into this form. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to write a paper on it when I relearn how to use a pen. Yeah. I like that. You know, lot. like his body has changed entirely different. Like that's just a relevant detail uh, that makes it feel more real. And, and we should also um, note like this to me at this point, like all of the outfits and stuff that they're wearing, like they're, they're in X gear, but they're not in like their old uniforms or anything. Like they're all just wearing cool shit that happens to have a bunch of X's on it, which I like a lot. Yeah. It's the, it's stuff you wouldn't be embarrassed to wear. Yeah. Gautier would make it as I said in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like something that you used to wear. The, um, the <laughs> I haven't figured out our naming scheme for these yet, but maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a winner. Uh, um, so then we get another double page, uh, splash. And it's, uh, you know, it's the new version of the Cerebro, like looking at all the mutants, uh, in the world. Yes. Um, and in, in, again, in that relevant detail, like there's a part where Jean Grey says there's like condensation forming on the walls. Like it's actually having an effect on the real world. Because Cerebro is so much more powerful than Cerebro. Like it's, it's his, it's his power to the, to the 10th magnitude, like, you know, Xavier Mm -hmm. to the 10th is what this is. And Cerebro has never been able to get him this far before. And. Like it's that typical kind of X Men thing of look how many millions of mutants there are and look there's many more every day and uh, kind of off to the side of what panel and Beast calls it out it's like oh there's there's a weird spike in Ecuador like we should we should go check out this thing in South America and but nobody else saw it but Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily you know Scott and Wolverine are on their way back from Sydney, um, just doing X Men shit fighting Sentinels so they'll have them look into it. Yeah. And then we um, so then we switch over to them. Yep. And uh, yeah. I, I like this because Scott is immediately like, hey, can you please stop smoking? Wolverine, like this is a, you know, you have a healing factor, but I I only have one set of lungs. And he's like, yep, that's just my skin still smoking from this. You know, what burned me, my man? <laughs> like, <it's not>. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh, and and this is kind of our first like little bit of Wolverine dialogue. And I, I you know, this is going to be you're going to get sick of hearing this. But like, I love these interpretations of the characters mm-hmm. um, because I he is really dedicated to having Wolverine have a sense of humor. Like he's very wry uh, during this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, just like, uh, you know, the big bad Sentinel set me on fire. Remember, I'm dealing with the emotional and physical side effects in my own way. You know, he's he's got this like very dry sense of humor, which I think is a fun take on Wolverine. Like he's not just a dumb rage monster. Yeah. There are times where he goes red, you know, but he's also he can interface with people around him. Like he, you know, he, he fits into this world. Also, just the this like mutant that they went to save, like this is a, a pretty classic X Men story of them having to fly off somewhere, kill, defeat a Sentinel, and rescue a, a mutant, and then take them back to the the school. But like this dude, his mutant power is having three faces, and he'll later say like, and they all look like a pig. Like my mates call me yeah. Ugly John. <laughs> yeah, my name is yeah. Steve though. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy, and I just love yeah, the yeah. fact that like in the background of these panels, there's just a three faced dude looking back and forth at these guys. Like who the fuck are you people? Like what is going on right now what is my life Mm -hmm. yeah how do how do we how do we handle that yeah um you know so eventually uh ugly john passes out Mm -hmm. um and then they uh you know they get they get their their x-men emergency you know that they they uh want to you know x-men's or the professor x is going to talk to them in the in the brainosphere yes uh, but before we get to that, we're going to go back over to Cassandra Nova, um, who has been flying in a helicopter with Trask, and it's revealed that like this was this whole Neanderthal Homo sapien thing was a like a VR thing. They basically have a couple of like weird shaped Oculuses on their head to to show off this simulation, uh, and mm-hmm. Trask rips his off and like pukes in it because this whole thing is so gross. And she's explaining that you know his family built all these Sentinels, but they are also like 
did some did some secret black black site sentinels too because <laughs> there's always yeah, there's, yeah. there's always like it reminds me of the movie contact like why build one when you can build two at twice the cost like <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> yeah and I, and I love her you know she, she's talking about sentinels and she's like you know they look wonderful it's a classic design but they've never been effective and that is true right like it's yeah. one of the oldest things the x-men have ever dealt with and they've never you know until nimrod like they're batting zero, mm-hmm. right? So she's like, you know, there's these black site sentinels, you know, that the government has been paying for. Um, you don't know anything about it. We get a little bit more background. She has kidnapped him. He has a dental practice. Uh, and Albuquerque, he is one of the Trask relatives. He's not, you know, Bolivar or a direct relative. He's just got the DNA. It'll turn out important later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they told him that he was going to go do a black ops root canal on the president. <laughs> It's very funny. Like, <laughs> like only a uh, slubby dentist from Albuquerque would believe that bullshit. Yeah, I'd be like, like nah, your country needs you. You're gonna have yeah. to like knock me out and then drag me somewhere. I like I know you I know that's not what you want me for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh and then they find out that there has actually been a master mold um in the middle of this like rainforest. It's awesome, it's all overgrown. Like, the trees are reclaiming it. Um, and it's been creating these new kinds of sentinels, which we'll, we'll learn about soon. I love the the sense of scale to this too, because they they come into like what looks like a crater, and there's just a sentinel sitting there, like and it's just enormous. But it's it almost looks like desiccated, and like they've been pulling technology out of it to do other shit. Like it's just a really cool look, and like sun setting it, in the background, like everything just looks so pretty and neat. Like I want to explore yeah, this in you know a video game, right? Great, great frame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Shadow of the Colossus, the Sentinel. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah, or like, amazing. Ex- or just start at the foot and like, like, or Shadow of Wolverine, Shadow or Sh- of Nightcrawler, any of them. <laughs> well, I was going to yeah. say, like, it's a fucking Dark Souls level, right? Start at the foot and then you realize that you come out on a bridge, like, oh, I bet that's been a person this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <clears> very good. Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, this is another thing that I really like that, uh, you know, we've talked about before on the show how the, the Psyscape is lame. Mm-hmm. Um, this comic does it right. Like, you know, when they're having these mind meetings, like there's just comfy couches, yeah, very you know, cool cause it's, 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 it's fake. Like, why wouldn't it be? And they do the background is all these crazy blueprints and, and equations and such. It looks like the math um, lady gif, right? Like that's what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 years earlier or whatever. Um, yeah. And they're, they're kind of, you know, being a little meta, like, what do you think about the uniforms? Well, I'm glad I can just walk around like a normal fucking person anymore. It's like, yeah, I don't know why you dress this up like superheroes. We were never that. And you know, Scott answering for Xavier on that is, is very Scott. Like, oh, yeah. the professor thought they would trust the X-Men if we look like something that they understood, like the fucking Avengers. But obviously that's yeah. never, that, that has never worked out for them. And I just like that Scott is, you know, even though he's acting a little weird, like he's still Scott, like he still understands the vision and the mission at this point. Yeah. Well, and he's very defensive of Xavier. And also that, that makes sense. You know, like it, like it, it does it, you know, they never really explained, like the X-Men were never traditionally superheroes. They're always kind of put in a reactive role, but they dressed up like Avengers, you know, and the idea that there's actually an explanation behind that is some pretty clever retconning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Xavier says something that is, will kind of pay off a little bit later. He says, I've been working on other ways to encourage people to trust mutants. And this is going to come up a little bit later, uh, just in, in kind of passing. Um, but basically they tell them to stop by Ecuador. And then uh, the next page is basically all about Wolverine insinuating that something is going on between Cyclops and Jean. Like they're they're obviously married at this point, uh, but they they have not spoken to each other in the comic book. And you know, I think Wolverine says something about like the, the the atmosphere in there just being so thick or whatever. Like it's just something something has changed between there's a coolness between them, um, which I think is mm-hmm. 
you know, as a guy that, you know, was raised with Cyclops and Jean being for some reason, the fucking ideal couple in comic books, like that's, which is crazy. If you think about it, like it was, a, again, picking this up in like 2004 and, and reading this was like, what's going on with Scott and Jean? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And again, just Wolverine's sense of humor. You know, I want you to know, yeah, I, you have a shoulder to cry on if you need it, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is, is great. Their relationship is really good. I love this. Uh, Cyclops is like, we have work to do in Ecuador. And he goes, which is more than most people have in Ecuador. You know, <laughs> thank, <laughs> just you like, uh, thank you. Woke yeah. Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so switching uh, back over to the mansion. And we've got uh, Beast also has an upgrade. You know, everyone got. <laughs> got new new tech Mm -hmm. um so his new thing is being able to do these kind of like autopsies or medical things um through this big vr kind of augmented reality thing yeah um and he's walking around looking at uh these blood cells actual uh, magnified a thousand ties yeah super cool looking like actually walk being able to walk through that and see it like at a cellular level cellular level is really cool to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know the big thing here they're talking about like hey xavier seems like he's really kind of hypercharged it's like well you know we almost lost it you know, that's, uh, that's what happened. Like whenever you almost lose something, you come back more dedicated. Yeah. Um, you know, all these people died. We have to give them meaning. And it, Jean also has a weird moment here. Like this is just kind of a classic weird moment. Jean where in the middle of a sentence. She's like, starts talking weird. And it's like, Oh no, that was nothing. Don't worry about me. I'll definitely not kill a planet. See you later. Yeah. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like something is obviously going on with Jean. Meanwhile, uh, Professor X is in Cerebra and starts. Well, that's where Jean's heading. She's like, I forgot something in Cerebra. Yeah, that's what she detected. Like she, she wants to go check in on this. Um, and all of a sudden, something starts happening to Professor X while he's in Cerebra. A uh, a weird voice speaks to him, says hello again. So it's someone that's familiar with him. Um, and it starts kind of taking over his entire body. Like it says, like you can't form a single thought. It's all garbage in there. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. that's another thing I love about Grant Morrison's writing is it feels, man, I, I hate using the word visceral a lot, uh, but like it's all garbage in there. And like later on, like what does it feel like to when someone throws up on your soul? Like it's, yeah, it's just yeah. very fucking like just vicious, right? Like it's just, <laughs> it's just like, it's he's, all he's garbage very, in there. He's got a really concrete way of like making you relate to psychic concepts, which are things that, mm-hmm. you know, no one has experienced, but he relates them to things that you have experienced or you can imagine, you know, which what I'm describing is similes, which is writing, <laughs> um, the, the simile, a metaphor. And it just, it's such the curve that comics where it's like, this is something that is praiseworthy, uh, you know, but it's just, it's, it's rarer than it seems. I listened to a, uh, bonfire know? side chat today where Cole invented casting somebody. So it's good that days of future cast <laughs> is now inventing <laughs> similes and metaphor. Yeah. 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 Well, Grant Morrison's inventing it. We're just the explainer for it. So the, I think we can um, take a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is, is Gary Butterfield, Jeremy Gray and Grant Morrison, <laughs> Gary Butterfield, Jeremy Gray and Grant Morrison's new X-Men featuring Frank Quitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> special guest um, chris claremont um, yeah, what, what one of the things i love that he does too is when somebody's having a psychic attack um he portrays it through their dialogue so like xavier's trying to fight back but he barely can he's like speaking in in clip sentences like who are you what what are what are you mm-hmm. you know he can't complete uh sentences um and this thing is eating his mind and it's fucking up uh cerebra like pipes are bursting um blood vessels are bursting in in xavier's eyes his nose is bleeding you know and he basically says like i'm gonna be you and i'm gonna make you a murderer i'm your first oldest and last enemy um the terror that you thought would never return your big ugly secret I was like shit you know what what is going on here yeah 
how many other secrets does he have that we need to know about? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he literally pulls a gun and is able to put some words together. He says, I, I'm going to say this only once. Get out of my head or I'll fire. And it switch, the next panel switches to like a, what is obviously a completely different character actually speaking out loud saying like you would do that wouldn't you uh and like you know that this is only how this is going to start like now you should be afraid and i just love the idea that he would have a fucking gun and would like i i am going to i'm going to kill myself if i have to if if i if i feel like i'm getting taken over like if apocalypse is taking me over i'm going to shoot myself in the head because that's what i have to do a brutal subtweet to scott summers who did not shoot himself in the head when apocalypse took him over (laughs) So, <laughs> so did Grant Morrison invent subtweeting? <laughs> <laughs> like just absolutely, like, you know. Hey, this is what I would do if somebody took me over. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Cassandra Nova, you know, we'll find out who that is, uh, backs off. Um, and this was just to scare him. Like she is a terrorist in a literal sense. Like earlier, you said like, oh, she wants to destroy all mutants. She does, but she mostly just wants to torture Charles Xavier. Yeah, but uh, like she wants to destroy all mutants because it's the thing that would hurt him the most. Yeah, exactly. Um. Gene runs up and pulls Cerebra off of his head. Um, and of course, like things are sparking around while she's doing that. Uh, she says that his thoughts are bleeding and she felt a mind quake, which are all very cool concepts yep. to me into, into all of this yep. stuff. Um, he, he warns her like, Hey, don't come into my thoughts any further. Like you can't handle any of the shit in here. And it and basically says like, whatever it is, it's in Ecuador. Hank was right. Like he was, he saw something in Cerebra that we didn't see. And Scott and uh, Logan are headed right for it. And he's mm-hmm. and he's uh, like laying down, cannot move, blood coming out of his nose, kind of kind of sick. Mm-hmm. And we cut over to Cassandra Nova. Her nose is bleeding too, you know, from this the psychic contact she's made. Um, and Trask uh, here is starting to push back. You know, oh, like I'm very uncomfortable. I'm getting eaten alive by insects. You lied to me. What am I doing in a guerrilla war zone? Um, and she, we find out uh, this is where she kind of reveals. Uh, what's going on she talks about how this uh master mold factory has been making its own sentinels that are evolving themselves so again tying an x-men enemy into an x-men principle um they have been kind of taking spare technology uh making remaking themselves into these kind of like self-made robots that can self-assemble um and she has uh taken these soldiers who are dead uh, she'll later reveal and she's piloting them around with her mind which the sentinels then run around destroying around him and this all looks extremely violent and scary. Like Sentinels being kind of yeah. the boxy purple, like robot looking dudes, almost out of the sixties, like kind of thing. But like these p- things already, like you can only see like silhouettes and they were already very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they pull guns on him and she basically says, tell them to stop. Like they'll respond to your voice. If you don't, they're going to kill you. And he says something and they have to obey because you know, that is hardwired into the idea of Sentinels that they have to ob- obey Trask. Um, preserve Trask DNA. Um, and she basically, you know, she teases him a little bit more, but talks about like, listen, you know, I did not bring you here because you're a dentist. Um, your future does not lie in dentistry. Your future lies in genocide. What a hell of um, a, hell of a line. Yeah. Hell of yeah, a line. Exactly. Like, it's so ridiculous and so fucking terrifying. Right. Like, it's like, what, yeah. what, is, what is this person going to do? And like, why does it, what does it have anything to do with dentistry? Like, it's a very weird line. And I, I just, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very spooky. And just also the idea, um, this guy, you know, this Trask character, where he's not going to stick around for very long, spoiler, but we do get, he goes through a little arc, which I love, of him being terrified, him getting into it, and then later, before he's disposed of in the next episode, 
she's like, I know that you secretly fantasize about this. Like once I've introduced this power to you, you think about keeping mutant slaves yeah. and stuff. And it's just really fucked up. Um, you know, her disdain for humanity is just, uh, is just so palpable. Um, but that's issue 114 of things. Uh, and I think it's a great setup. Like, yes. I think this sets everything up, reintroduces the characters, reintroduces the status quo, uh, incredibly intriguing villain. Yeah. Um, and it's a, and it's a new villain, right? Like Cassandra Nova is a great X-Men villain. And it's not just like, oh, we wheeled out Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Something, you know, something I really appreciated, like picking this up as a, as a, someone that's new and coming, like I didn't have to go through that same old apocalypse bullshit. I didn't have to go through Mr. Sinister or even Magneto. Like, and I was at not being really experienced with the comics. I was like, where the fuck is Magneto? Where is Iceman? Like where, yeah. where are all of my faves at? But the story is so good. And like the setup is so like really intriguing that I just did not care about the end of the issue. And like, open it up where's Iceman page 22 who the fuck is Iceman right like that's where I yeah, was yeah. with this and it's just man what a like just what a great intro to really get you into not only this arc but the, the entire like fucking series what it makes me think of is that like a lot of times when I will watch X-Men media or read X-Men comics um, we talk about on the network a lot like you know every people having like their tropes right and like X-Men are my tropes so you put Iceman on a screen, Iceman's doing Iceman shit. I am, that's enough to get me in the door. All right. I just like Iceman. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be a trade off, though. Like, there are comics that are not very good that I read just because the X Men do X Men shit in them. And there are clearly movies that I watch that I get some enjoyment out of just because X Men are doing X Men shit. But this comic kind of proves this can function as both a story and you get X Men shit. Yes. So, like, when you're, when I'm just kind of looking around for traditional X Men shit, it's all there. It's a little subtle, but it comes in more and more as the series goes on and it also just functions as a story in a way that is uh you know incredibly strong like comparing doing this after the shows is so crazy because like even the cartoons that i really loved of this or the media that i really loved very very rarely did it reach to like this kind of height of just this kind of kind of compelling page page turning kind of mystery and it's you know and it's notable that like maybe the two times that happened one was Deadpool two, one was Logan. Like it wasn't even X movies, yeah, right? Like they yeah. weren't X Men. They weren't a team. Kind of, well, I guess Deadpool was, but it was like X Force kind of situation. But it, you know, that's those are the two, the only two movies I think that could really get you to these kind of heights that this this particular comic book series really takes you as far as just. And even that's like more of a comedy. Yeah, you know, that's like very good. You know, that's yeah. not as like Logan the movie definitely does this. But then I think also it's it's kind of rare in comics too. Like there are other X Men runs I love. Like absolutely. Like this is not the be all end all, but there's a reason it's my favorite. And I think it it does the best at being both a cool mystery with cool ideas and non-embarrassing dialogue and great designs and uh, also X-Men shit. Yeah. So if I'm uh, excited to keep reading it, very excited. If, uh, if you guys like this show, patreon.com slash XVTV, you know what you get. It's a cool spot. It gives, it pays for Gary's life. It pays for mm-hmm. my life. It pays for all of our lives. Thank you very much. If you already do that, uh, you can also rate and review the podcast. That would actually go a long way since we're kind of relaunching the show. Like, give it a fresh review. Give it a fresh rating. Like, boots us up in the rankings mm-hmm. somewhere. Like, help us out. It would go a long way to yeah. spread the show. And if you really like the new format, tell your comic book friends. Maybe they didn't care about us goofing on, you know, the animated series. But maybe they'll care about us goofing on Grant Morrison a little bit. So, yeah. do all of those yeah, things. And, and, again, you know, your patience is appreciated. We're recording these in batches, so if you have feedback on the format, uh, definitely let us know, but we might not act on it right away, yeah. um, or at all, just because that's how feedback works. But if we do act on it, it might not be right away, uh, because we're recording these in batches. Yes, absolutely. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back um, soon. Soon. Soon.